Hello, and welcome to the Grody Toupee Fantasy Football Podcast. <laughs> What's up, everyone? We're coming at you today with our draft preview episode. Just remember, our draft is on Saturday, 10 a.m. Pacific time, so get excited for that. Um, today, we're going to be doing kind of a, a little one-take episode. I'm hoping that that's going to keep me a little more on track and just kind of plow through all the information quickly. Um, going back to last episode, the video episode, hopefully you got a chance to watch that um, and see Azariah pick our draft order. Um, just an update, Megan chose her position in the draft order and she wants to go last. So we will keep it exactly the same um, as you saw in the video, one through nine, and then Megan will go 10th and then Second round will reverse in the snake draft, go the opposite order, 10 through one, and so on and so forth through all the rounds. So take a look at that or look online if you wanna see your position again so you can kind of plan accordingly. Today we'll talk about a few strategies um, for how to draft, um, as well as a couple other um, kind of quirky things to look for, some ways that you can win some prizes um, and participate as we go through the draft. Um, but first, I wanna discuss a couple of rule changes that we're making this year. Um, number one, the first rule change that we're gonna update um, is up until now, this is our third year. Up until now, we've always made it so that we redraft every year. So no matter who was on your team last year, um, all of those players go back into the pool um, for the next year and you just kind of start over. However, this year we're gonna make that a little bit different. At the end of this season, you'll get the chance to choose one keeper. Um, and what that means is you'll look at your entire team at the end of the year and select one player that you'll keep that'll roll over onto your team for next year that you don't even have to draft. Um, we'll talk about a few more of the specifics of how you would choose that person and why um, when we get to the end of the year. But just so that you're aware, when you're drafting one person from this season that you pick, you'll get to keep next year. Um, another update compared to our first couple of years um, entering year three is we are switching to a points per reception scoring system, uh, also known as PPR, um, which essentially means every time a player catches the ball, they get one fantasy point. Now in the past years, we haven't counted how many receptions or catches each person has. Um, we just haven't kept track of that and haven't scored for that. We're switching to that specifically um, because it, it makes a couple of the players a little bit more relevant. Um, I'll, I'll give you some examples in a second, but there are players at the end of the day um, when you're doing a standard scoring league without keeping track of receptions or giving points for it that simply uh, don't matter as much. They don't really help your team um, and you can kind of ignore them. Uh, that's okay when we only had eight people in our league, so we only had eight teams and there was enough players to kind of go around. This year with 10 people in the league, 10 teams, we need to kind of broaden the scope of the players that can be included um, just to make it fair um, and make it fun and make sure a few more points are scored. So one example um, would be a player like Julian Edelman. He's a Patriots wide receiver. He gets a lot of catches but does not necessarily get very many yards or touchdowns. Um, not wrong, but 
in our standard scoring league that we've had the last two years, he wasn't really someone you could ever play. Um, but this year, um, since he catches the ball a lot, he'll be worth a little bit more. Um, there are other examples. Um, Doug Baldwin in the past, Seahawks wide receiver was probably one. He had a lot more catches um, than a good number of people. Um, however, wasn't always quite as relevant here. Maybe it's a bad example. Either way, that's the idea. So this year we're switching the scoring system. Just keep that in mind as you're picking your players. Um, there might be some um, certain running backs, for example, that are now slightly less valuable because they don't catch the ball as much. However, um, they still get points by running and scoring touchdowns. Um, so just notice that some of the players might be valued a little bit differently than they have been in years past. Next, um, with that in mind, um, some of the differences to the rules, uh, I wanted to give a couple suggestions for how to draft. Um, we discussed this a little bit in the How to Play Fantasy Football podcast from a couple of weeks ago. That was our second podcast. Um, but I want to return to it here with a couple of ideas. Mostly, if you're kind of looking at this right now and saying, I have no idea who I would possibly want to pick. I don't really know how to draft. I don't know what to look for. I got nothing. Um, firstly, there will be an attachment in the email when I send out this particular podcast to an article written by someone at ESPN that's basically for you. <laughs> um, it starts off, I believe, by introducing itself to people who maybe joined a work league or got talked into it uh, by a family member to join and really don't know anything about fantasy football. Um, so if that's you, you can look at that nine-step article that's hopefully helpful. Um, and can give you some ideas. But additionally, um, some ideas that I have for you. Uh, number one uh, is when you go on the ESPN Fantasy app where we're going to be drafting, you'll notice that the players are listed in a particular order um, based on projections that different people and computers have made <laughs> um, that essentially try to guess at who will be... Um, the most valuable and how many points they're gonna score. So you can, if you want, just kind of stick to those. Stick to the order that other people have put the players in. Um, and that could be a helpful guide if you really don't know that many of the players. Otherwise, <laughs> um, there will be a couple things that I tell you about at the end of the podcast um, that I'm calling like the super nerd section. Some of the different things that I use, a podcast that I listen to and a website that I use to kind of get an idea for ranking um, and the players and what order they should probably roughly be drafted, drafted in based on their value. Um, so you could use that. And last but not least, frankly, if you simply think one person's name sounds cooler than the other, or you just happen to have heard of a particular player, or they happen to be on your favorite team, that's also a realistic way to pick your players. There's nothing wrong with that. One of the podcasts that I listen to, uh, the way the guy puts it there is <laughs> uh, fantasy football is a game and it's meant to be fun and make you happy. And if what makes you happy is having a team filled with the weirdest names of all the players that you can find, do that. If what makes you happy is having all the players from your favorite team, do that. Whatever sounds fun to you, <laughs> go for it. There's no real wrong way to do it. Um, and yes... If Joel picks all the Chiefs players, I will make fun of him, but it's not personal. He's just 
doing it wrong, and that's okay. Uh, but either way, um, any of those resources, uh, either the ones that will be at the end of the podcast um, that you see on ESPN that I send you, or other ideas that you might have for how to draft, use those, make it fun, okay? Um, moving on then from how to draft, um, I will be doing a post-draft recap episode as well. Um, and with that show, I'll be doing some, some awards um, as well as making some observations about the draft. So I wanna introduce you to the awards um, and the winners and losers and uh, different labels that I'm gonna give out post-draft so that you can be, first of all, watching for those so you can have maybe a good laugh during the draft and also so that if you're trying to win a particular award, you can strive to do that um, during the draft, okay? So a few awards that I'm going to give out are number one, um, the Homer Award. That will go to, Joel, uh, the type of person who chooses to pick just players from their own team. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's fun, if that makes you happy, go for it. But it is funny to point out if say, Mark picks all the Seahawks players, or my dad picks all the Patriots players, or Joel picks all the Chiefs players. It's just funny. Again, nothing wrong with that. But I will give out an award for that. Likewise, I will give sort of the opposite award, a diversity award, to whoever chooses the most players from the most different teams. So if you manage to draft an entire team of your 17 players with no one from the same team, you, you could win that award. Uh, next, there will be a Mr. Irrelevant Award. Um, that is uh, a term that comes from the actual NFL draft um, given to the player that's picked last out of all the players, number 256. In our draft, um, it'll be whoever is picked 170th. Whoever's picked 170th will consider Mr. Irrelevant. And if you draft that person, you'll get that award. Um, So I guess if you're drafting first, you'll automatically get that award. But just watch out for who that is. Uh, Next, I'll be giving out an award to both the fastest and the slowest drafter. So if you take forever and a half to make all of your picks, you could win an award. Or if you are very quick uh, pulling the trigger on all your players, you could win an award there too. Uh, And last but not least, um, I will have a few awards based on the exact players that you pick um, for such things like who picked the earliest or first defense or kicker, uh, mostly because it's really funny to see who reaches to get their quarterback and kicker first and who is patient and takes their time. So when Becca picks Russell Wilson way too early in the fourth round, you'll know about it. But just something to watch for. Um, who picks their quarterback, defense, kicker, etc. Some of the players that might not be as important go off the board first. Um, so again, a couple things just to look for in the draft that I'll return to in the post-draft recap. Um, but also, I think a good transition to uh, one last suggestion that I have about how to draft, um, which I believe is in the article that I sent you and I mentioned in episode two Um, of this podcast for how to draft a fantasy football team, which was essentially teaching the style of waiting on your quarterbacks, um, taking your time before 
you pick them. Um, and I had a rationale for that that I wanted to share, uh, which is basically, since there are 10 of us in our league, there's gonna be 10 teams, um, that means each week there will be 10 quarterbacks starting um, out of 32 real life quarterbacks. Uh, now, of course, not all 32 of them are any good. However, at this point, roughly 20 of them are decent enough that you could play them in fantasy football. So you're roughly choosing from 20 to get 10 total. Um, and so it's just a matter of like demand versus supply. There's just a lot of quarterbacks and not a high need in fantasy football. Since we're only using 10 of them a week and there's 20 of them that are relevant, you don't need to rush to go get one because chances are there will be one available when you need it. Um, the opposite is kind of true with running backs and wide receivers. Um, in my opinion, there's a pretty clear kind of top 12 to 13 wide receivers. And likewise, there's kind of a clear top 15 to 20 running backs. However, each week, we are all going to be starting two running backs and two wide receivers and then an additional flex, which is a kind of a wide receiver or running back. So in other words, by the time that you're done, you're gonna to need to have two running backs, two wide receivers, and an additional wide receiver or running back that you can start every week. However, in that case, the demand for those 50 players is higher than the supply, which I think is closer to like 35 or 30 players. Now, again, you might have a difference of opinion. You might think that some players are more valuable than I do. But one of the reasons that you would go about picking your running backs and wide receivers first and waiting on, say, your quarterback or your defense is because there's just a greater demand for running backs and wide receivers and less of a supply. Meanwhile, there's a pretty high supply of quarterbacks and a lower demand. Again, you might see it differently. For example, you will probably see Joel pick up Patrick Mahomes very, 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 very early in the draft, like second or third round. Again, nothing wrong with that, but it's probably what's going to happen. I'm not saying it's a mistake. I'm just saying it's not what I would do. And it saves and leaves some other reasonably good quarterbacks for you to pick later while you also snipe a good running back or wide receiver while Joel is busy and distracted by his shiny new toy, Patrick Mahomes. Either way, that's my last suggestion for how to draft. I think that only leaves me one or two segments remaining. Again, we're kind of doing this in one take, kind of just powering through. Unfortunately, it's probably still running a little bit long, but that's okay. Um, so the last thing, the last two things that I want to discuss are number one, um, I've already made reference to some of those players um, to kind of watch for um, that might go really early or that someone might jump to pick up. Um, and just so that you can kind of watch for that and have some fun with it. Like I said, first quarterback, first defense, first kicker. Some other players that I've already referenced that you can be watching for when someone chooses to draft them would be um, Travis Kelsey. That's the Chiefs tight end. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterback. Russell Wilson, the Seahawks quarterback, Tom Brady, the Patriots quarterback. Those are just a few players that might get picked really early by someone who really likes them. 
or might slide super late. We'll see. Should be fun. Another player that you could watch out for is Saquon Barkley. Might be the first overall pick. Might not. Someone might make a mistake like what happened last year and not pick Todd Gurley number one overall and he'll go to number two. That'll change a lot of things. And last but not least, um, this is what I'm calling the super nerds section. Um, this super nerd section um, is not something you have to listen to, but it's a recommendation that I want to make if you wanted to either get better based on your last couple years or practice or prepare a little bit extra ahead of the draft on Saturday. Just reminded it's at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Um, couple things that I use are number one, um, a podcast that's called Fantasy for, Fantasy Pros Football Podcast, which yes, is kind of a tongue twister. You can find that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or pretty much anywhere. Um, they have a pretty fun show. Um, it's two Christian guys who just happen to like fantasy football a ton um, and get together and talk about it a couple times a week. Um, it's usually like an hour long um, and they just discuss some of their opinions um, and usually give some good insight about which players they think are going to do well and which players are going to do poorly. They also have some fun guests um, that help diversify the voices in the room. And then attached to that, um, Fantasy Pros also has a website um, where they take a bunch of experts' rankings. Um, yes, people get paid and are considered experts um, and give their opinions about um who are the good players and who are the bad players. They put them all in order. And then what Fantasy Pros does is they take hundreds of those, hundreds of people's lists, put them together to find similarities and differences and basically to reach a consensus. So ultimately, Fantasy Pros is a good place to go to if you want to have um, all of those different opinions out there um, kind of all in one place so that you can see them, compare your own rankings, and get an opinion of what a lot of people think, which will be a little bit different than ESPN. So again, this is if you're trying to improve, you're like super nerdy, you can go to fantasypros.com and see their expert consensus ranking um, and compare and contrast um, what ESPN has versus what a bunch of experts have to say about who the best players are, and that can help you prepare for the draft as well. Um, I think that's about it. Again, the draft order is something that you can find on ESPN. Um, if I remember correctly, the draft order goes Rachel and Emilio, Sadie, followed by Mark. Oh, shoot. I'm already forgetting. You know what? Just look it up online or look in the video from last week. I totally forgot what it is. Or you can wait until Saturday to figure it all out. Um, either way, I do for sure remember that Rachel and Emilio are first and then Megan Alexi to go last. You're somewhere in the middle if you are not one of those people. So be ready, get excited, use some of the tools that I recommend to get prepared and be ready for Saturday at 10 a.m. See you then. Thanks for listening. This has been the Grody Toupe Fantasy Football League Podcast.